Hey, you know I gotta say this, man. Shout out to the motherfucking Cavs, bro. Evan Mobley oh, is about brother. to be. All right, all right, all right. Pay attention. We're gonna teach you something real special. Real special today. This is two coins. Two coins. Two coins. My boy Wally. Wally. Then Ronnie. Ronnie. Wherever you're at, we're at. Showing two sides of the same coin. Let me know what y'all think. Two coins. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Two Coin Podcast. It is your brother Wally, and I am Ronnie, the other side of the coin. And this week's episode is brought to you by. 19 crimes, red wine, you feel me? Vino because we're washed. Vino because we washed. But hey, we got a very special guest in the building. The one, the only, future draft pick. Way in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Now we got the homie Marcus on. When we start drafting coaches, I got your boy. (laughs) There you go. Keeping the dream alive. Special teams coach. Now we got the boy Marcus in today, you know what I mean? Had to make it happen, had to make it happen. So excited. So excited. Hey, real quick, you know it's crazy. So I, uh, we were talking about it last time, like how nowadays people always just be over here, like, man, you got a podcast when you gonna bring me on, bro? Yeah. So I told this fool that I was like, man, we gonna get you on. He's like, man, quit capping, bro, with your lie ass. So I'm like, bro, I told you, man, we had to make it happen. I'm just often when <laughs> things feel too good to be true, usually is, you know. But hey, man, man came through. It took you a few weeks, months. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I didn't hold my breath. We here. Uh, we here. But you came through, my boy, and I appreciate you. Hey, hell okay, yeah, appreciate man. you joining us, man. Big my pleasure, man. No so let's just get right into it, man. First coin out the bag, as we like to say. Um, been a pretty big topic since, you know, we last recorded an episode. Um, whole background behind the Travis Scott and the uh, Astroworld uh, Fest disaster um, slash tragedy. You know, unfortunately, uh, Travis Scott had his, was it his second or third uh, Astroworld Festival? I think this might have been his third. Okay. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the third annual one. So, yeah, his third annual uh, Astroworld Festival in his hometown of Houston. Um, It's like a three-day event. Uh, The opening night, Travis Scott performed um, in front of a huge sea of people, as he always does, because he's a big artist. And one thing led to another, and, you know... I think, as we all know, like, Travis Scott shows can get pretty, like, wild. Like, mosh pits everywhere and people throwing bows and all that. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, it's Allegedly. news. It's news. Yeah, and, like, one thing led to another. There was a huge wave of, like, just people just getting smothered. And there were, unfortunately, fatalities. Like, people died. Um, I'm not sure how many. I think it was, like, eight people. Like I think it was eight. eight yeah, you know. eight people. And, like, there were hundreds of inju- injuries, though. So, um, it's never something you want to see at a live concert, especially because concerts are something that we all attend like frequently. Yeah. So just, I mean, I want to ask both of you guys, and then I'll give you my opinion. But what are your thoughts on this whole situation and tragedy? It's your show, bro. Go ahead and start it off. <laughs> I mean, bro, to, uh, to be honest with you, man, like that whole situation, I see a lot of people trying to put blame on Travis for hosting it. And then they trying to say that, oh, it's your concert. You got to be held liable. But it's like, what are you supposed to do? When people plan, I think it was what, like a mob of a thousand people that rushed those gates. And then on top of that, somebody running around poking people with a fucking needle trying to get them fucked up. Like, you can't control that as an artist, you know what I mean? Apparently, you can bum rush the Capitol. So I'm not crazy. Uh, this, this don't surprise me at all. Yeah. Like, if you can just bust into the Capitol building and say what's up to the president, uh, I got to think, you know, doing some shenanigans at this concert is probably in the bag for you. But it's, it's, it, I, I just can't. <sighs> First of all, his music is, is great, but I'm not going to, I can't see myself just rushing in with all that, you know, to get close to him, whatever whatever your motive was. Hey, you but You could have left or held back. Like, it was people who were close to the front that were just getting smothered. smothered. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, 
my fight or flight reflexes at that point would be kicking in. Like this is this is I was no, not this, I'm not feeling safe here, so I need to either yeah. take myself out of this or strap on a helmet. You know what I mean? And this is what I'm doing. But I mean, to give a little context though, these people that rushed it, they they were like young though, huh? Like twenty and under type thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, most of the crowd was younger people. I think uh, one of the people that was like severely injured, it was like a ten year old kid, bro. Why are you bringing your? Crazy. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, but yeah. like, honestly, I think the most fucked up part about it, and like the reason why, like, we all feel like some type of way about it, and like disturbed by it, is because we all can put ourselves in that situation. Because we've all been in, like a packed concert where it's like been a little bit uncomfortable, right? But you're still down to go through that because you want to see your favorite artist, right? And then for you to be like suffocating and in pain and being like, please fucking stop. And then yeah. like, um, I was gonna get into it, but you delved into it a little bit before. Uh, there's been a lot of people on social media like blaming Travis Scott for the whole thing going down. Do you think he deserves some blame or not? Not at all. I mean, I, I, unless, I don't think, did he say something like, hey, everybody, let get get to the front, I'm throwing out a t-shirt. I, I don't, if he did something to, to prompt it in some way, then I could kind of see that. Bro, I feel but like I'm, I'm thinking it was really, he, you know, the vibe is out there. It's a concert. Everyone's out there, you know, just. Well, there, there's a viral it. video going around on Twitter. There's like a clip of, uh, I think, while like an ambulance is coming in to like, um, you know, Sorry. get like some, some people out of there. Sorry. Yeah, Travis Scott's like, he's looking at the scene and then like he doesn't stop the music. He keeps going. Um, and there's people that are saying, um, and there are some valid points. They're like, he probably more than likely saw the people that were waving at him to like stop, stop, stop. But I don't know how much how of he can it, interpret that. How does that not look like like yeah, man, yeah, man? Versus, it, I, like it's the same. Like especially it's, you know, when you're that high you up, hear looking him. down. You know what I mean? Like these people waving around people. I'm, you, I, mean, I, I gotta think I, the man's human. I gotta think if he truly saw some amiss, somebody like really needing some, some. You know, if he really saw that or felt that, he would have said something. Just, like, he's a human. Yeah. I think I don't think a man doesn't seem like he's you know masochist or he has any type of evil intentions. I think you just got caught. It's his show. He's probably feeling himself the most. You know, he's doing what he loves to do in front of thousands of people. I'm pretty sure I I'm, I'm juiced to be here right now in yeah. front of in front of two of you guys and who you know whoever knows listen. I can't imagine if I had tens of thousands of people around me jassing me up. Like I'm a, yeah. I might be out of my own mind for a minute and I might not be able to pay attention. To every little situation, you can't, I see. Th- you can't think rationally in that type of situation. I mean, nah, like, you definitely can't. It, it, it was like 20, 30 minutes before, like from the, from the time EM, I, I thought on the video it was like 20, 30 minutes before, by the time EMS got there, before they like stopped the concert. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's not a, I, I think it's going to take about that much. I mean, I don't know if we got somebody in his ear or somebody like looking out. Like, well, I don't even know what the protocol is for something like that. Bro, I'm not going to lie, though. Like, something like this doesn't surprise me on the fact that think about how many different concerts there have been. Like, what was that one concert where every, like, so many people got infected with herpes like a year or two? Was it Coachella? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I never heard oh, about this. Rewind, bro. Woo, woo, woo. Bro, I think, nah. Yeah, give me some background how you get, Was it a gangbang? How would you nah, get bro, herpes I, at like, a concert? <laughs> It was, it was some STD that got passed around. Like, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Coachella, like, a year or two years ago. Was it mono? Or, like... Bruh, somebody... Uh, what do you call it? I, I was seeing it, it was herpes going around or some shit. But... That's almost I, a bigger tragedy than what just happened, my guy. Bruh, I, like, my, my whole point God. of even bringing that up is... Ooh. Then you got to even think about, like, heavy metal concerts when, uh, you know what I mean, people be doing like mosh pits and going crazy and, like, killing each other, like, type shit. Like, well, not literally, but damn near walking in... Knocking each other out, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Leaving concerts with black eyes and shit, like, you know what I mean? So, and then also the amount of drugs that people be taking at these festivals, like, I don't know. I feel like 
you can't be too surprised that some shit like this finally happened, especially with the type of crowd that Travis brings in. These kids is wild these days, bro. They be on some different shit as far as these drugs go. Let me say this, though. Here's my opinion on it. I don't think he deserves blame for that specific incident. I think he does need to take some accountability, though, for, like... I'm sorry. Like, his whole, his whole uh, image and his whole, you know, persona is built on his stage presence, and his stage presence is always, like, rage, go hard, yeah, mm-hmm. fucking jump the gate, bleh, smack, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's always been his thing. And then, like, okay, when everybody listens to you, and then they do that, like, en masse, like, it's gonna be catastrophic, like, disaster, you know what I mean? Facts. So I can't say, like, it's tragic, and, you know, prayers to everybody, like, that was tragically killed and everyone involved but i can't say with travis scott's like track record and like i know people who have been to travis scott concerts right so like i've heard firsthand stories of how crazy it can get yeah like this unfortunately doesn't surprise me you know what i mean but i don't think like he deserves 100 percent blame for this incident it was like a bunch of fucked up kids that did a bunch of fucked up shit one thing led to another there was miscommunication whatever you can blame the venue and you can blame like the staff there for not doing anything. I was about to say. I don't think you can blame him. You got you got you got to blame the venue first, bro. Yeah. That is full responsibility. Because uh, for him, like he didn't know exactly what was going on as he was performing. So right. like slowing down the music and like getting things to try and calm down has to count for something, right? Hey, like, like, hey, the there fire, was a fire marshal. Like, I, how, I, how I will take, say this: tra- you, they gotta have an uh, emergency action plan or something for like uh, these large venues. They gotta have. They gotta have. They something. have trip people who, if, if you know, shit hits the fan. Yeah. You know, we're gonna be, how do we how do we operate? You know how do we get things done? Brother, so, security at every corner. You know, I'm 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 more concerned. Like, were they over capacity? Were were we not? Was was uh you know EMS and personnel were they not trained on how to get in and out of these? You know, like I was reading one thing on TikTok from one of the uh one of the first responders, and they said it uh they took first of all it took ten minutes to leave from their what their where their truck was at just to meander their way into the where people were getting hurt at, and it was again it was like so many people that. EMS. First of all, I've been a, I've been an EMT for about three years. Yeah. One thing you never do is you never split up, you never leave uh, your partner. I mean, um, and there were incidents where two or three EMS officials were just helping one person. Like you're, you're supposed to be a team effort. Gotcha. You can't really. The way we're, we're uh, taught to give care is at, with a unit. I need you know if I'm doing a certain procedure, if I'm doing CPR, if I'm doing an assessment. Um, you know, I, I need my my backup, my new person here, who's present and able to get certain uh, sort of certain tools I might need to get ready, or we have the radio for certain uh, other assistants to come in. Like I heard there was, there was a bunch of EMSs that were, a bunch of EMS personnel that were just you know helping one person and splitting off from their group, and that's something you never like, taught to do. I feel like also like in, in in the heat of the moment, like you're trained to do one thing, but I think also like. It's so hard to get yourself to calm down, probably in that type of situation, Fact. where there's so many people, there's so much shit around you, there's so but many people around you that need help. You're getting pulled in every which that's, direction. That's that's I get that, but, but yeah, we, we that's it. that's our you, we we have procedures and protocols to go through to, to limit that. And my the biggest thing, actually, that I use this in my life, not just for you know for medicine, but just in my life. Um, one of my train one of my training officers was like, look, there people are, you know you're going to be part of people you're going to be part of people's life on the, one of their worst days of their life all right this is this is their emergency don't make their emergency your emergency you're there to comfort them and help them in the situation if you let yourself become too attached or you let yourself become you know too enthralled with the situation where you can't do it you're not you're not you're not helping anything you're not doing anything to fix this so 
you know, a lot of that might be, you know, a lot of this could have been maybe event prevented if there was a, like I said, a better emergency action plan, if there might have been a little bit better training. Um, but I just, I really, I'm flabbergasted really how this happened. I, I can almost see maybe how like, yeah, a young 10 year old could pass, but there was a couple of dudes, grown men, you know, that were um, trampled or smothered. And I'm just, I just, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around the physics. Like how would, like how pressed up, how, I mean, bro, like, I've been... I'm amazed, really, by how this happened. Yeah. I've been to, like, some pretty packed... Con I've, I've never been to a festival before, but, like, I've been to, like, some pretty packed concerts. And, I, I mean, I could definitely see how it could get like that. Like, I heard one person describe it. It's like, okay, if your feet are planted, they, you, they just have to stay there. Like, there's nowhere else for you to fucking go, like... See, bro, and I that's... Get, I get that, but I that's can't, not, that's I, not I being you're, just, you're just packed to together death, like, like sardines, wow. bro. Bro, I could, I could never do that, bro, because even the concerts that I've been to, I've always been that type of person, like, I'm going to go to, like, yeah, one, of the cool, top, uh, one of the top yeah. sections. I'm not about to be in GA up in the <laughs> fucking sitting, standing around with, like... Even, bro, even when we went to the, uh, what you call, we went to the Beano concert. Like, bro, I, we, we was just posted up towards the edge, you feel me? Yeah, I like, like motherfuckers getting too close to me, bro. You feel me? Like, I'm not trying... Like, granted, Bino's concert was nowhere, like, near as, like, out, like wild as fucking Astroworld and some of these other festivals get. But even, bro, even when I... Uh, what's it called? When I went to Outside Lands a couple years ago, shout out to Kofi. But uh, when I went out there, Kofi. fucking, uh, bro, we was tucked off to the side. Like, we're not trying to be around, like, where... You, if if I wanted to dip out, I gotta get through two hundred people just to like get out of this thing. Well, people like you gotta be. It's Texas, so definitely not. Like it's COVID still season. Like why you want to be so close to somebody right now anyway? I know I understand excitement, want to get out the house, see you know, see some good music, you know, yeah. hang out with your friends a little bit. But like, uh, it's, it's so sketch, man. I, I really, it's a shame it happened, but I, I'm not blown away by it. But I, I just wow, it's unfortunate. It is, man. It is. And not nah, real shit, man. Like, prayers go out to all the families, Definitely. like, affected by that. Yes, sir. Because that's, that's, that's the last thing you want to hear, especially as, like, a parent. Like, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, like, that feeling. <laughs> but, like, imagine getting that call. Like, your kid just went to a fucking festival, and then now he ain't come back. Or she ain't come back. You know what I mean? Like, that's got to be that's gotta be devastating, bro. And that's another thing, bro. Like I, like, I don't even know if I have kids and, like, if I would even let them go to festivals like this, because, it, cause bro, by the time we have kids and they this old, like, think about how wild this shit's going to, it's going to be on some next level shit. I mean, right, but at the same time, don't, don't, you can't be living in fear. You know, like, not living it. going to happen, it's going to exactly. happen. It's but unfortunate. See, it, yeah. it ain't even living in fear. I'm not even talking not about going. the fact <laughs> of them dying. I'm talking about just all the shit that comes with going to a festival. You know I mean? I guess it also comes down to you got to hope that you, Raise your kid right enough that they're not Man, about to just be on some, some dumb good life shit. Decisions, exactly. You know I mean? Put yourself in good situations wherever you go. Yeah. Concert or McDonald's. Make sure that you, you know, you minding your business and you keep you know keep your head on a swivel. You know, be aware. You know what <laughs> I mean? More importantly, trust trust who's around you. Like that's that's going might have the best intentions, but if you with people who necessarily might necessarily have, share those same thoughts, you're gonna be in the same boat. Yeah. So, Hey, not, I, was, I, I don't really think there's a finger, of, a single finger you can point at somebody. I think it's just a, a avalanche of just, you know, bad juju. It, really. It'd be interesting to see how these civil suits turn out because I know these families are trying to like get money I mean, out of travel. I'm need to go hit up Tech Nine or something and be like, "Yo, bro, how you get out all of these fucking suits?" <laughs> They're gonna have to spend a lot of time filtering you know out I mean? like the legitimate lawsuits from because there's gonna be a lot of people that didn't even get touched. 
right. that I want ten thousand dollars. You see, my elbow is scraped, <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Like, but we can settle out of court for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I stubbed my toe. Right. <laughs> but hey, let me put it this way: so the person going around, like you know what I mean, sticking people with the needle and like infecting them. How, how many years do you think somebody should get for something like that? Life. I'm on my life. I, I feel like that's like a manslaughter charge or something. Like you, bro, got, you out there, you're not out there. There's people out here getting you know, life for taking, way less. Taking someone's life directly, but you definitely putting yourself in a point where you could. Because that's like intentionally doing bodily harm to somebody. Exactly. Like you know mm-hmm. what the consequences of the virus are, and you're purposefully giving it to people without their would like consultation or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's. I don't know yeah. what it's like, but I, 25, you know, something. They, they, mm. could, they could hit him with, like, Big number. intent intent to kill or something like that. Uh, something. You know, I ain't a lawyer, but no, nah, you ain't you ain't going in there. and They're going to make an example out of him for sure. That ain't, that ain't no 90 days. I'm, I'm on. And see, that's one of those situations, bro. Motherfuckers think that, oh, this is funny. I'm about to just get a bunch of people fucked up off of this. And it's like, bro, you over here thinking mm. you slick. Now it's like your entire life is ruined, bro. Who the fuck raised you? Like, what? Why do you, I don't Man. And see, and even sometimes, bro, it's like you you really can't put the blame on parents for actions of certain people. It comes to a point when it's like, bro, you're like, there, I know so many people that are like double-sided in the way that they move. Like they're one way in front of their folks and they're a completely different way, you know what I mean, out yeah. in the general public. So it's like you really can't blame parents for shit like that, bro. Like. Like, I'm not blaming them fool. I'm just saying, yeah, like, some, point, some like, of the blame, you know, I mean, could go that direction. Yeah, you know nah, what I mean? facts. But it's, it's 100% on that individual. I mean, that, that onus is with you, you know what I mean, with that person who did that. that don't matter. I don't care what life situation you came out of or what, you know, what your your, your Brian song might be. Uh, you was in the wrong. You deserve to be punished for it. Uh, I don't know if you need to pay with your life, but you definitely need to pay with some of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometime for sure, for sure, bro. Man. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But hey, going back to uh, a point that you said earlier, you said um, for three years you worked as an EMT. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How was, uh, how was that experience like overall? Honestly, it, it, like, that's, probably, that's probably the one thing I'm like, most passionate about is, is, is medicine, especially emergency medicine. Yeah. I remember it went back to um, I was like 10 years old and I was nine or 10, something like that. I walk out, I'm going outside to go ride my bike, go play. And I look over and my neighbor's, you know, face down, passed out in the driveway. And I was like, oh, that's not, that's not normal. I mean, it's like 80 years old. Yeah. Went over there, go checked on him, and he definitely, you know, I definitely did not look right. And that's right when his wife came out, and she was freaking out. And I just remember just being in this this moment was like, bro, I, I, I need help. You know, these people obviously need some help. I, I, don't want, I want to provide it. And all I was able to do, I mean, long story short, all I was able to do was, you know, help settle the, the wife down. We got 911 call and ushered him in and do all that. And unfortunately, man, I wound up passing away. But I remember, like, that, at that moment, I was like, look, I'll, you know, I wonder if there was something I could have did. You know, I remember, you know, you know, asking my mom about CPR, and you know, that's actually where I started, you know, lifeguarding when I was like 15, 16. Just those those thoughts. Like when people need help, I I want to be able to give them that help. You know, especially if I, if I have if I can't offer it, if I can do something to make your situation better, I want to go ahead and do that for you. Hey, salute, bro. Yeah, I respect that's, that. That's you know, that's why I got into you know, that's why I started lifeguarding. That's why I got an EMT. Um, my ultimate goal is is, is paramedic. Yeah. Um, but. That like it's just a. Uh, I think it's just something that you have to have in you. It's not for everyone. It's a very difficult job, but it's difficult because what we we're just talking about. Like uh, that's why I went right to the, the EMS with the with Travis Scott thing. Was like it shouldn't happen, but some of the you know it shouldn't. 
if you got if it's a sanctioned venue, it shouldn't take uh, emergency personnel more than a, you know a few minutes to get to any one part of a venue. Yeah. Um, it definitely shouldn't be like I said, shouldn't be splitting up. Even if there's twenty people who need help, whoever you had first is who you wit until you were done helping that person, and then you move on. It's called triage, people. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Back to all of a sudden, uh, medicine is something that's, you know, it's been in me for a long time, and I like being, like, when you need me, when you need that help, you need something, like, it's, it's dire right now, and I really need something, need some some form of help, I want to be that person. I that's wanna, that's what's up, bro, because, I mean, honestly, I think it's, it's human nature, for the most part, to, like, want to help, like, it's human instinct, and, like, people that are able to tap into that early, like, like you were able to like develop that sense and then it turns into a gift. So that's what's up, bro. Salute for sure. Hey, so you said, you know what I mean, medicine helping people have been your passion. I know we are like, you know what I mean, obviously I know your background or whatnot, but would you say that that was your first passion or was it some like... No, no, definitely football was the first. Football was there since playing, you know, three, four years old, playing in the backyard. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, there was also some that was... uh, Handed to me like my my dad put the ball in my hand, you know, and yeah. helped nourish that that desire. And, you know, took me to games, assigned me for football, and did that. And it wasn't it was something that I kind of developed. It wasn't like the moment I touched that ball, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Medicine, I think it, it was kind of the first time I was in that situation. Something clicked, and I was like, okay, I, that was something I, you like and, felt within. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was very visceral. You know, it's kind of you know same passion like I have for ball, but I feel like this one. I found, and I think ball found me. Football finally found me. Yeah. I think I found this. Um, but like, I couldn't. You know, if I had to pick one, it'd be a hell of a choice. Um, you know, I'm a. I would want to do both in everything, any capacity, until I can't do either one. You know, I'm still I'm not big on football, but I mean, we're doing we're doing flag leagues every weekend. You know, and I'm yeah. not. You know, unfortunately, I'm not working in medicine right now. But you know, that's because I'm about to, you know, start paramedic school and, and take this note. So it's always gonna be something's gonna be driving me. What position did you play in football? Played them all, uh, but mainly high school, offense, running back, um, and then college, switched over to DB. And so this football journey, uh, you said it took uh, in college. What, what college you end up? Uh... So I did a nice little tour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, graduated uh, MA, Mental Athens High School, 2006. Um, from there, went to uh, Chafee College in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, which is a, it's a like middle learning uh, D, uh, JC. Okay. Um, and then got a call that my coach um, uh, was connected to to Pete Carroll, who was a coach at USC at the time. Um, and I lived in LA, so I was like, you know what, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a try. You know, I'm, I'm pretty decent. You know, I don't have the greatest tape, but you know, I already knew if I if I can just walk on, I could probably make this screen. That's, that was my goal. I'm like, I'm, I'm small. I'm not getting a lot of clout, but if I can at least get in this school. And go somehow make it to that, you know, that 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 uh, the scout team workouts. I could probably make this, and that's that's really what first big step was getting into college. That was the biggest part of it. Um, but we were able, I was able to be there. I was there for let's see, since two thousand, got in there two thousand eight and two thousand nine. Got hurt. Um, actually, never, you know, never, not that big a guy. Never actually played. I was uh, always on I was on scout team and and uh, and developmental squads and everything like that. Taking what gray year, gray shirt my first year, then red shirted my second year. Um, and so I wanted to come back with my, I had one or three years availability left at that point. So I wanted to come back for my, I guess that'd be my red shirt sophomore season. Uh, I wound up tearing my Achilles. 
Um, hey, real quick, for the people that don't know, like, what's the difference between gray shirt and red shirt? So there's a lot of... Uh, so you you have eligibility, right? Everybody knows you go to college, you got four years of eligibility. Um, but there's ways to slow down that eligibility. So the moment you enroll in school and get above 12 units, that's your your, your clock starts ticking. So there's two ways to go about it. You can either gray shirt, which basically means you're taking less units. So I would I think it was I forget if it was 12 or 14 units you had to take to be considered like a full time student, which would kind of get your would get your clock started. I only took like eight units my first year. That way that keeps me under um, that 12, I forget if it's like a 12 or 14 unit restriction. So if I'm under that, technically you're not um, using your eligibility. And then red shirt is you, the same thing, except you're, you're allowed to take 12 units, but you only get one red shirt year. You can gray shirt two or three times, really, um, until your clock starts. So you only get one red shirt. Um, so but usually most people, I mean, it's actually a really common thing. That's why you get seniors that are like, you know, 23, 24, 25 years old, because they were using... You know, they either got medical, you know, they either had medical issue that saved them some time or they red-shirted or they gray-shirted, some kind of variation of all of it. Um, I mean, because it's, it's very competitive and you don't want to use, you want to get those four opportunities. You don't want to use one if you're not either, you know, in my case, not going to play. Yeah. Um, or in other cases, if like you're hurt. Um, and that's actually why I wound up leaving was because I was going to be, have to maybe miss a year completely and it would go against my clock. So I already used my gray shirt. They only, they only gave me one gray shirt opportunity at that school. And I already used my red shirt, um, so, so it's like a tactical way to go about it. It's a, actually it's a lot of strategy. Yeah. There's a lot of strategy, and that's again that's why also why people go to JC versus versus a four year off the jump, yeah. off the jump, because it's all about. I mean, it's all about. Of course, you want to make it to that 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 top tier university that you know you want to you want to you know if you have I thoughts of going pro or thoughts of you know taking this farther than college, that's really where you need to be to get the most exposure. Yeah. Um, but there's just there's so many ways to, to, to go about it. You can do with that. Um, you can go through JC. A lot of people go through JC. Um, JC has the same rules. You can gray shirt. You can red shirt. Yeah. Um, of course, it's only two years versus four. Okay. Um, but that does also go against your availability. Your uh, availability. It go against your um, uh, eligibility. eligibility. Yeah. So, so one thing one thing y'all were talking about uh, off air that I found pretty interesting was you have a connection to Julian Edelman, who's as most of our viewers know, is an NFL wide receiver for the uh, Patriots. So explain how that connection uh, came to be. And <laughs> very, very, yeah, simple, very simple, very simple. So uh, like I said, I went to Menlo Athens High School, which is in uh, Menlo Park, California. Julian Edelman went to Woodside High School, which is in uh, Redwood City, California. They're only, okay. they're the next, they're touching. No, I don't know touching, but they're you know, five, ten minutes apart. Um, and Woodside is one of our biggest rivals, so we play them every year in every sport. Um, it's a you know that's our that's our, our head to head. That's our it's USC UCLA, you know that's your Cal Stanford, that's your you know Forty Nineers Raiders. Like you know I mean that's your that's 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 the where we're coming at with this. Yeah. Um, Lakers Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's already a big. It's already a big. It's a really big deal for, for both these schools, and it's funny. Um, cause when I went to high school, I mean, I don't even know if you guys can see me now. I'm not about five, seven right now. I fully grown. Julian was probably about, let's see, maybe about five, two, five, four. You know what I mean? About five, two, five, four. Okay. He was, it, I was, it, I don't know if you can show him the tape, but you can see the tape. He showed us My the man tape. is heads below everybody else. Like, you know, like we're all, this is, you know, this is a middle, middle road high school. Nothing, no one's here is, is, you know, three, you know, six, five, 300 pounds yet. We're average. We're all average. Students, 
Um, and he's she was the shortest motherfucker on the field. Obviously, the small by a lot, yeah. by a lot, the smallest man on the field. And this continued. Uh, he played quarterback at the time as well. He's not a wide receiver yet. Still had quarterback dreams. Um, and for dreams. you know, for the you know, he was one year above me, so I only got to play against him three times. Um, and I think his uh, junior year, uh, junior, which my sophomore year, both playing on varsity. He was about the same size, kind of transitioning from playing quarterback to playing like wide receiver, like scat back. It wasn't even like a wide receiver. He was playing like slot receiver or uh, like halfback. Yeah. Um, their offense was like a lot of motions and things like that. So, but the pro- the thing is, the ultimate point why we were talking about this is HGH is a real thing, <laughs> and I believe it because you guys know Julian Edelman now. You guys are you know let's say just a junior in high school. He's five six, five five. Now he's. 6'2", 200-some pounds, all right? Man was 145 pounds soaking wet in high school. So either either Kent State has the most insane weight program slash <laughs> uh, player uh, uh, development program that I've ever heard of, or there might have been some substance introduced into his body <laughs> that may not have started We're going to start a dialogue. Um, that... I think maybe it maybe helped him uh, attain at least the physical attributes that he has today. I'm not clowning on the man's work ethic. I don't care who you are. If you make it to the NFL, you put in some work. Um, I'm man not, gained not like a that. foot of height. But <laughs> for all my people out there who, you know, wish we would have, you know, had a little bit, you know, we had the desire, you had maybe the physical ability, but God damn, when it come to genetics, it might have not been there for you. Maybe there's some of these associations, things, they're looking, they... I'm intrigued. I hey, so I'm let me ask you. So out of height, so you said he was a year older than you. So when yeah. he left, like the last time you ended up playing him, yeah. and then when you seen him in the league, like how shocked were you? Uh, or did you see him in college too playing? That had completely. He was out of my mind. He was out gotcha, of my head gotcha. until he got drafted. It might be maybe a little before. I mean, he no, completely, completely out the out of my mind. I'm not never thought about him again. Yeah. Um, and why? Why would you? There was, no, there was nothing there. I played with so many talented people that I had, you know, I had surefire doubts. I mean, sure, surefire uh, 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 confidence that these guys were going to make it. You know, at least do big things. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy just how life works out on the opposite of that. Because, you know, there was one dude on my team. It was we had? There was no doubt he was going to be pro. You know, he was the best one on our squad, most athletic. Now the man. Smoking rocks. So, you know what I mean? Things things definitely Damn. take a turn, you know what I mean? And for him, it was just the, he, the the man, the man, something worked out very dramatically for the man. And um, I'm a little jealous. I want to know, I want I want some. I want to know where he got it, who got it, who gave it to him. Julian, if you're watching, give me the secret sauce. That's it. Hey, give my man the sauce, the bag. man. Yeah, just a little bit. You know? Hey, you ever played defense in high school? Uh, Not, I mean, I mean, Freshman, you know what I mean? You're, okay. Kind of when everybody playing everything a little bit, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's going both ways. I mean, um, where I was gonna go with that was like you cracked them three times you played, but if y'all both, bro, I was, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> I I played offense in high school. He played offense, so we never really maybe on some special teams plays. Um, but again, back. he was quarterback too. So like, he, unless he was in playing quarterback, he wasn't really on the field. Yeah. So we never really got to go head up. I, oh my god, I wish. We could have. Oh, he's gonna want to hit sticky ass. <laughs> you know, which it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, oh man, yeah. I mean, shit. At the time, you probably weren't even thinking about nah, it like that. Even, like, nah, there was so many people on the field. We thought we would be. Let me ask you this: the defense just want to sack him hella bad. <laughs> Again, nobody. I mean, he was honestly. You felt bad for the man. Like, I want to show you the tape. You're gonna be like, oh, don't hurt him. 
Uh, no, it's, hey, hey, no, it's, uh-huh. it's good. We gonna uh, we gonna play for our viewers, little man. brothers back there? Why are they letting them? He's so, like you look at him, right? I swear, it is the funniest thing to see this man. It's like fucking little rascals, and they, you know, little little, <laughs> little, little nerdy dude. Mom would let him play the game. You know, they said my man was a there. pipsqueak. This, this is a word week, that man. could be used. Is a word that could be used. Um, man, that's now I don't, I'm young. I don't want this shit. I don't want no smoke now. Obviously. Not shout out man. to Julian Edelman. But uh, yeah, man. shout out to Julian Hey, you know, missed that the MMA Woodside Finals, bro. Ask me about them. We got some stories for you, Doc. Hey, real quick, one thing I did want to ask, going back to your UC, uh, U, U, I was about to say UCLA, USC. Don't that... you dare. <laughs> Don't you. Dare. <laughs> hey, I got you. I got your USC days. Thank you. How how was that experience and that journey? Like, you know, even though you had said like you didn't get much playing time, what whatnot, but like still, you know what I mean? You on campus. This is like mid early 2000s you know what i mean first off this is like you know what i mean it's a whole different era so what was that experience like you know what i mean bro the amount of should we just call it opportunity walking around that hose is <laughs> unreal it's one of the, you never you something you really can't prepare for like we all grew up going to school and you know you've been in mass uh, uh you know mass surroundings with you know concerts and events but until you're on a campus with 30,000 people you know what I mean half of which have vaginas it is it's just, it's just enriching <laughs> as a man you don't even know what to do I wish I would have spent more opportunity actually like doing the things you're supposed to do in school like learn and study and better yourself um but when, <laughs> when when there's literally like there's literally I'm telling you like people think like oh, like that's do not send your kids to college bro like you to waste all that money um <laughs> Unless you're a really strong, like, character person. But most of us, especially, you know, individuals like on, on, on sports teams, football teams, like you have a lot of connections because you, not necessarily, like, you just be, you have a big uh, you have a big web of people that you can kind of refer to, and those people also have people they know. So it felt like, you know, there was always, there's just always something to do. Um, and it's not go to class. It's, uh, it's go hang out in the quad. It's going to go, there's literally, you know, cookouts, and, like, people, just, they live in their rooms for the most part, um, especially, like, the upperclassmen, the, the Freshman dorms is, uh, uh, atrocious. It's like <laughs> twice the size of this fucking room. I mean, sorry, uh, the, the half the size of this fucking room. Um, but you go to the, upper, the senior dorms, upper class dorms, man, shit, isn't shit. No, especially when you're 19, 20, 21 years old. Like, yeah. this is like first time you actually have in your own space for the, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's people actually, you know, throwing, they're throwing parties like nonstop. They're throwing, they're, there's, there's gamings we're, we're doing, there's people doing, uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Lines of coke. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. That's and they don't care if they can see you. Um, what I'm trying to say? Fucking, uh, uh, edit that part out. I can't remember what to say. <laughs> um, but it's just a, uh, there's a lot of things. Like if you, if you are an outgoing person and there's a lot of if there's things you want to do, there's literally every opportunity to do it. There's, if you want to learn something, it's there. If you want to go somewhere, it's LA. It's any anything you want to do, yeah, it's yeah. there for you. I mean, you're the heart of downtown as well. So you got, I mean, not only you got, uh, you know, the, the school campus and all that. Man, you you're in the middle. You're you're about three miles from Hollywood. Lit, you know, yeah, <laughs> got to. you know what I mean. Ml, I mean they got MLK Boulevard right here, which is just is is crazy. You're Sunset in the heart District. Of LA. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's a lot to give. I think you know young kids. So. You know, respect to the young students out there still doing it. I know it's even more turned up now. 
Um, it's hard to be responsible with all that you at your disposal. You be like I couldn't be. That's how. That's, that's nothing. Why I left, you know. Yeah. I was also hurt. San Jose but State. I was like, man, this this place is. I'm good at. I don't know if I'm gonna make it here. You San know? Jose State. It was. It was fun. I love San Jose State, man. But like, at a certain point, you were kind of forced to be responsible. There's only so much you could do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? USC got to be. And speaking of USC, again, shout out to the homie Kofi, man. Graduated from there. Yeah. You know what I mean. Doing big things. But hey. One last thing that I just wanted to ask, just because you know what I mean, it seems like you was, well, not it seems, you were at USC around this time. One, what was that environment like coming on, you could say the heels, or like, you know what I mean, the end of that Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart era, that, and then also, what was it like, you know what I mean, playing for Pete Carroll, like? I mean, that's, I mean, again, back to the reason I left, because I, I actually, I was only with him for one year. He left in, in after, uh, he left 2010, 2009 was his last year. Damn. Um, so, which none of us, you know, knew that you know he kept that obviously close to his chest. Um, but that was that was probably a big that was a big let go because uh, that man it, it's serious. Like he really creates the a, a culture and you know just a, a, I don't know if you want to call it home away from home, but like he was he you know, say he's basically like a father figure. Like man was he's he's so warm. He's he seemed like he seemed like a cool ass grandpa. He's sincere. <laughs> he's warm. He's funny as hell. He loves a joke. Hi, and I mean, you see him on the sideline. Man, got to be seventy-five years old at this point. He's still carrying around like he like he's thirty. Yeah. Um, he's a tactical genius. He, he is a he's just a great great person, you know. And I, I can't say that. I was actually, you know, I've been in contact with so many coaches and 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 educators that you know are there to you know to help you or to 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 tutor tutor you, but they, they really don't they don't really give a fuck. I mean, they might not even have a, the knowledge base, but there's so many resources at that school where you know even a knucklehead like myself can really improve their game, you know, and improve just who they are as a person. Um and he's he's def- he was a big uh motivating factor for me to leave when he left. Um not only, you know, it was just a bunch of things, but that man, uh, he, if he would have stayed, I would have stayed for sure. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. But yeah, hey, t- touch on that, uh, what do you call that, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart era, like you coming in right after that. But that's why I had to switch to defense, man, because they <laughs> fucked it up. Now, they, now they're expecting that this is what they're going to get with everybody. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm nice, but I ain't Reggie. I definitely ain't Linda White. That big mother. God damn. <laughs> Well, Reggie Bush tank. was crazy Reggie in his heyday, bro. Um, <laughs> coming on the heels of that. Yeah, that's un- that's unfor- that's a, that's, a, that's unfortunate for most people. I gotta think. Actually, I mean, it's a big opportunity. Um, that's some big shoes. To I, fill. It was the shoes are too big for me, as it as it turned out. Um, but it was the uh, it's still the the experience in general was it's definitely molded me to who I am. A big part of who I am today. That's what's up, bro. That's, that's really up. all you can really. That's all you really want from school. Wherever you go. You know, whatever you're really doing. I mean, that's kind of for the first time you're coming to your own. You know, you're really make, you're making your own decisions. You're 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 living off your own passions, your own dreams. You're on your own. I mean, it's that that umbilical cord has been has been you know seared for the most part. Yeah, I mean, if there's one you thing know. about college, that should turn you into a man. Like, yeah, quickly. <laughs> or or you you know you realize your limitations very you know, very quickly. I know a lot of people who. Had a lot of shortcomings and it was too much for. Them. Yeah, you know it's too much freedom. You can't just give that to everybody. Yep. Um, you gotta really, you know, hopefully know yourself. It's hard to know yourself until you gotta know yourself until you're in a situation where you're challenged and you're in a situation where you, and you're uncomfortable. And that's yeah. how you. That's how you. That's the only way to grow. Um, and you could, you know, take the opportunity and make the best of it and 
dude. Like I did, like I made a lot of bad decisions, but I had a good attitude. So, yeah, <laughs> shout out to everybody still in college. Shout man. out to everybody. Hey, for bro. real, for real. For real. And enjoy those refund checks while you win school because they will never be the same. My goodness, get yeah, cashed out on the refund <laughs> checks in college. My goodness, and fast was. Yeah, that FAFSA check be coming yeah. in. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's a lot. I'm Twenty years old, like. Okay. I was still getting checks. Yeah, now they got now right, they got cards, but you know. <laughs> man, nah, that's crazy. Hey, just um, before we, before we get out of here, man, just want to jump into our last topic. Uh, another like big story that you know has been dominating headlines. If you're an NBA fan, is the Jokic and Morris twins little skerfuffle. Uh, last was it last night or two nights ago? Uh, last night. Yeah. Last yeah. Night. So yeah, last night. Uh, you know. Oh no no, I'm pretty sure it was two nights ago. Was it last night? Either way, regardless. I saw it on Sports Center this morning, so it couldn't have been. Yeah. Too long ago. The the Denver Nuggets were playing the Miami Heat in Miami. Um, they got Markeith Morris in the offseason, who's uh, the Morris twin, who's not the good one. <laughs> so he, he comes off the bench. You know, they're already getting blown out by 20. It's the fourth quarter, two minutes left. Jokic gets a rebound, boom. Uh, dribbles it up the court. And uh, I don't know, the ref blows the whistle for some reason before. Jokic sends the ball all the way down the court. But before he could do that, Markeith just fucking, like, elbow and knee checks him, which is like, if you watch it on video, it's a dangerous looking play. Thanks. But he's like sneaky and sly about it. That's how dirty players roll. Comes out right? of nowhere. He does that, pop, hit sticks no him, reason. and then just like walks away with his back turned like nothing happened. Jokic being the reigning MVP saying, I ain't no bitch. I'm the reigning MVP, motherfucker. He walks past him, fucking tackles him, basically, yeah. and sends this dude flying. And they had to bring like a stretcher, which I didn't think he needed. He was able to get up like by himself. Oh, that shit. motherfucker was selling it, so Jokic gets suspended. And nah. now we found out Jokic has been suspended for one game. So. More is lucky he didn't get the full two piece in the biscuit. Like, no, nah. he she she lucky that's all he got. All, to me, play. Jokic was completely in a good. Like, I mean, not I mean, not completely in a good. Like, you still, I mean, retaliation, whatever, yeah. cool. But it was warranted. It wasn't like it was out of nowhere. My man, uh, uh, Marcus was way out of pocket. Like, I yeah. don't know why. Like I don't know why he would think that that'd be a smart play on his end. I think if he, if if Jokic got suspended, he should at least get fined. Because he, he got fined fifty k, but like right. for an NBA player like him, it's like that's nothing. Nah, I, bro. I, you know, I personally be. think more they both should have been suspended. You know what I mean? Yeah, Morris should have definitely been suspended, yeah. or at least hit with a six figure fine. Like, yeah, not no fifty k, bro. Fifty k is like fucking chump change for them, but. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, as the reigning MVP and the leader of your team, you can't take no dirty shit like that, especially no, if you've already man. blown them out. And then, honestly, like, the shit that happened afterward when, like, they played it on, like, the, the big screen and Jimmy saw it, and then he started barking at Jokic behind, like, 10 security guys. I'm like, bro, that shit is corny. Bruh. Corny as fuck. That's, like, that's I will say, though. Like, Took that, 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 that shit to the back. Took that shit to the back. Hey, but the one thing I was I will say. But that shit was corny. If anybody is with that shit, it's fucking Jimmy, though, bro. Jimmy would get folded. Yeah. By, by Jokic, I'm sorry. He's <sighs> seven foot. I, he, uh, just because he's unassuming. Butler got to jump up to hit him in his face anyway. Yeah. Like, bro, I mean, I don't know. I just, Jimmy built different. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, people, like, Jimmy's the one dude I think, like, you know what I mean? I don't think Jokic want to smoke with Jimmy. I don't. Jokic grew up in war-torn Serbia with two older brothers that are, like, 15 years older. Bro, <laughs> like, Jim, they're, they're like, Jimmy grew up on the streets homeless. Hey, war-torn Serbia, though? War-torn Serbia. Yeah. He's still, he's still homeless in America. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not gonna compare which situation. I'm not. Is worse. I mean, I'm like, I, 
they're both bad, but if I had to pick one for myself, like these are your options. You can go to Serbia, on wartime <laughs> Serbia. You can go in, in the hood of America. Every time. I'm going, I'm going with this one. No, it's not no, even no, like no. I got to question it. That's a, that's a debate for another day. It is. If, but if the Serbia thing comes with being seven foot as well, I, I think about it. I wouldn't mind. That's Shout out to Jokic's brothers, though, man. Those are some motherfuckers that I wouldn't want to smoke with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they're getting involved, like, you should just chill. Like, Jokic is that little brother that they did everything to make sure that he make it to the league. Because his fucking... Jokic's brothers, bro, they look like they, you know what I mean? They was in the streets of Serbia really doing some shit. You feel me? Bro, like, I read somewhere, like, his first three years in the league, like, the Nuggets, like, they would road trip across America following the Nuggets wherever they played. And it would just be sitting front row at every game watching Yoke. <laughs> Why would you not? Like, them niggas got meal tickets for the rest of their life. Bro. Definitely not staying the fucking Serbia if you over here yeah. balling out like this. Bro, and on top of that, it's like, yo, like, well, like we said, Yoke is seven foot. Bro, his brother's only like, both his brothers are only like four or five inches shorter than him. His oldest brother is like taller than him. Oh, he is? Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Is, who, is who is they mama? Bro, have you seen the, like, if you see a picture with them next to their dad? Bro, they dad is only like maybe 5'10. 5'11, you know what I mean? Standing around his big ass sons, like, yup, I did it. You know what I mean? They came out of my nuts. You got that Serbian HGH. I know what happened. I ain't letting that one go, bro. Speaking of NBA father, shout out to LeVar Ball. Hey, shout out to LeVar. He spoke that shit into existence, bro. And you know what's crazy? Bruh. He would have had it all the way right if LaMelo just didn't try to do some dumb shit in China, bro. You know what I mean? I feel like that whole... Leangelo? Yeah, Leangelo. Like, I'm like I'm sorry. I feel like that situation kind of, like, deviated his career. There was a lot of situations, though. Like, it was growing pains. It was. I mean, bro, and on top of that, you're, you're just not as good as your older or your little brother. But Lonzo looks like... But you're still smashing on your dad, though. Hey. <laughs> hey. No matter what you're doing. Yeah. You want up that motherfucker. It's like so. Lonzo, Lonzo in, in Chicago looks like he's finally settling into the NBA. Yeah. Like he's coming into his own and shit. And LaMelo's going to be a superstar. I so. did not expect that from LaMelo. I, I was looking like, what, sec- what Man, he was second? Stupid third? Nice. He's nice as hell. He was third, right? Third pick? No, uh, second? second? Second, second, yeah. It's because he played yeah. overseas professionally. Like, that was smart. <laughs> he played in Australia, which is like behind the NBA in Europe. That's the third best league. Like that counts for something. Like I'm just, I'm a, I'm a Laker fan. I'm coming, I'm, I'm familiar with his brother. And I'm just like, I, I don't know how you're going to go second. That man is, he should have won. His three-pointer is three cash now. Man, man, it's nice. Yeah. Nah, bro, hey, bad you know what? brother. Hey, LeVar called it, bro. And speaking of LaMelo, like, I remember when, uh, what's his name, Almir put us on. And then we, uh, right after that whole, what was that, 92-point game? Points. Bro, you know going to do that in the NBA. And this motherfucker coming in here playing with that. I think, like you said, bro, playing overseas at that young age, and on top mm. of that, you the youngest of your like all, all your two brothers. Like I remember uh, that molds you in 2015. Like mm. remember when we had the twins, uh, the basketball players like from Monterey. Like oh yeah, 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 we had them here with my brother. Uh, like in 2015, our family and their family took a trip to Sac, and uh, we were there like for a night. It just so happened to be that uh, Chino Hills High School was playing Ooh. some some uh, some team like in Sacramento at the Sleep Train Arena. Oh right? shit! And okay. it was the year where all three of them were on the same team, like oh, damn. Lonzo's senior year and Lamelo's freshman year. And damn, they were so you all, gotta watch that live. The year they were undefeated, I didn't watch it, like, because I, I, at that point I didn't really give. I, I never heard of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my brother and the twins were following them from that time. That's their generation. Yeah, they, they saw them like live when they were all in high school together. 
That's Lamelo crazy. was like a little pipsqueak and shit though. Man, hey, boy, grown now. You yeah, feel yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Dropping buckets, doing his thing. That boy, they're grown in Charlotte, but Chicago gonna be a problem this year, bro. They really is. They really. Yeah, they got a nice squad. The East is back, man. It is, bro. It's, it's, been, it's been West. Even it's been all West with a couple Easters. Like, yeah, in there, in there yeah, in there, you know. East but is nice East, now, East, bro. East is as thick, maybe even nicer than the West right now. Like the NBA West, in general is in a really good spot. It, it is. It's and you know, I gotta there's, there's say 20, this, bro. There's twenty. There's twenty. There's 20 teams that could, you know. Hey, you know I got to say this, man. Shout yeah, out to the motherfucking Cavs, bro. Evan Mobley oh, is about brother. to be. Hey, Evan Mobley is a superstar in this league. Fight on. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we definitely appreciate you coming on here, bro. Um, My pleasure. You got a quick plug moment. So let the people know where they can find you on social media and let the people know where they can find you in real life and whatever else you want, bro. So I'm going to do this real quick. Next time I come on here, I'm going to be way cooler. Y- y'all going to see this. Y'all going to know who I am. So, like, I'm going to have more to plug. Um, so, unfortunately, all I really got for you is my IG. You know, Sir Hyde of Troy. All underscores. Sir underscore Hyde underscore of underscore Troy. Fight on Trojans. Um, uh, as for that, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm a bartender. You know, catch me, catch me everywhere. I'm over at uh, Pacific Catch, San Jose. Managing there, bartending there, and we also gonna be bartending over at the uh, at the Shark Tank as well. So come, come get you some shots. Sharks. Hell come yeah, some Sharks on. Support your team. Support me. All right, and it was an absolute pleasure to be here. I can't express how much love I, I'm feeling right now for y'all. Yes, sir, I'm appreciate making it. A dream come true for you. De- boys. Definitely need to have you back on, bro. Appreciate that, man. And I, I, again, I'm just don't don't threaten me with a good time, brother. Your personality is built you for a podcast. Me. Hey, man, it was a you know what I mean. Yeah, for real, bro. Your personality <laughs> it was a good it was a good pod, bro. Because. Not everybody could just sit there and just chop it up. Yeah. So it was, it was cool hearing, you know what I mean? Sober. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> man. All right, but it was a pleasure, guys. And y'all, y'all doing great. Y'all doing big things. And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Appreciate so you, man. Appreciate you for tapping in. But yeah, man, on behalf of the Two Coin Podcast, it's your brother Waleed signing out. And it's your boy Ronnie. Until mm-hmm. next time. Yes, sir. Yeet. Yeah. <laughs>